Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How are you tonight, Apostle Griffin? I'm well. And so? I'm okay. I can't complain. Good, good, good. Excellent. Um, I'm just sitting down here. Um, no one is on call except for us at this time. Okay. Was that that, that possible? Yeah, I I just wondered if it was snowing over your way. No, no, no. No, no. Uh, Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Elder Dumas, God bless you, sir. Is that Elder Dumas? Hello? Yes, hey. I, um, uh, yes, this is Ella Dumas. God bless you, sir. Bless you. Thank you, sir. Bless you. Uh, we have, amen. We thank the Lord, amen, tonight for Prophecy Vet, uh, Son Nicole, Prophet uh, Woodruff, and Apostle Shane. And um, we thank the Lord, amen, for the Holy Spirit being on the call. Amen. Uh, and also, um, we thank God, amen, for. Amen. Uh, you been on call tonight. Amen. Uh, somebody has some static. Uh, uh, I may have a I may have a friend of coming in. That's that's good. I can see if they come on. Okay. If you have static, though, I'm going to mute you um, because there's interference on the call. Amen. Uh, well, we thank the Lord, amen, for everybody uh, on the uh, round table tonight. I'm going to ask Prophet Zavad, would you open up with prayer, please? Please. Moment of God. Yep. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now before the throne of grace. If there's anything that we have said, done, or thought that's been displeasing to you, forgive us right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your presence being on this line tonight, Lord. We thank you for being able to gather together yet again to receive what you need to give us, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for the fellowship. We thank you for being able to connect with one another, and we thank you for the insight and the knowledge that we're getting ready to receive, Lord. It is in Jesus' mighty name that we hereby pray. Amen. Amen, and thank God, amen, for 
you all. Amen. Appreciate Amen. You all being on the call. Um, I've got uh, something that I want to share uh, tonight. Um, we're grateful to uh, God for uh, all of you. Uh, for the last three or four uh, sessions, uh, we have heard from uh, Prophecy that Amen uh, sharing with us about intercessory uh, prayer. And uh, she has uh, really laid out uh, a great foundation uh, for us. Um, I uh, am behind in getting back to her uh, concerning some information that she wants to uh, share with everybody. And so I need to catch up, and I'm going to try to catch up with that on uh, tomorrow. Um, but um, this uh, uh, intercession, this intercessory prayer that she has been uh, talking about and dealing with is vitally important, amen, for, amen, the livelihood, amen, of us as individuals and of ministries. And that is, you know, just communion, amen, with the Lord being connected to um to the vine. Uh, something happened uh, this morning that I want to uh, uh, share. I actually uh, sent Prophecy had a message uh, today and said that, you know, that I was going to uh, share something. And I think in the message I said something about uh, vision. Um, but I want to share uh, some uh, things here. Uh, Elder Dumas, I do know that you uh, said that somebody else is going to try to come on the call. And I'm trying to uh, do a little filibuster here. Uh, to, um, uh, you know, wait a few moments to see if they're going to come on. Um, earlier um, <clears throat> earlier uh, this week, I uh, was um, experiencing, and I'm just going to confess uh, this, testify about it. don't know if it was Sunday night or um, Monday one of the others, and um, I began to feel a level of uh, depression, and I knew uh, that, uh, and I said to myself, because, you know, over the past 30, 40 years, you know, it's come and gone, and I've talked to other people about it, and I knew that, you know, my own focus was off that, you know, uh, uh, but it still lingered for uh, two or three days. And uh, something happened this morning that kind of really jolted me back into, um, I think, the place that I wanted uh, to be. And I'm going to share this. So if you have a Bible, if you have your Bibles, um, hopefully you do. If you have your cell phones, you can Google this in Exodus. Uh, chapter um, chapter thirty one, <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to you know talk about this and um, then um, and, and really things. I'm not here to talk about depression. I'm just uh, sharing uh, you know what happened uh, to me. But um, uh, if you have Exodus chapter thirty one, I'm going to give you a little moment to uh, get it. So uh, you know while you're getting it, hopefully. Uh, we thank God, Amen, uh, for you all that are on the call. Um, well, Dumas, uh, the person that's coming, are they in? Uh, are they in leadership? Are they pastoring, or um, kind of give us a uh, brief uh, 
you know, what capacity of, are they in the body of Christ? If I, just so I know, are, are you there? Okay, okay, maybe he's on me. I, I don't know. Uh, nevertheless, um, I'm just going to um, go ahead and uh, talk, and I'll just have to come back, give everybody the opportunity to um, give some remarks. And I, I do welcome uh, some uh, remarks. So uh, in my, um, I, I, I'm reading through the uh, Bible again, and I just so happen to be one of the chapters, books that I'm in is Book of Exodus. And uh, this morning, um, I was reading about, uh, you know, the instructions that God had given to Moses and to uh, building the uh, tabernacle. And, uh, you know, uh, the Lord had actually allowed Moses to see the tabernacle that's in heaven. And he gave him instruction to, you know, build it according to the pattern that he had viewed, that God had allowed him to see, you know, in the kingdom. And, um, okay, somebody else is coming on, thank God. And... um, on the way to the uh, mute. And um, so, you know, Moses has seen the tabernacle that was built, that was established already in in uh, heaven, and God told him to build this according to the pattern that he had seen. And the details of building that tabernacle, tabernacle were so precise and so in detail. And I was reading that this morning, and I was just saying to myself, wow. And I was saying how, you know, now what I'm going to read tonight, I've read before, but I was saying to myself, wow, Moses must have felt overwhelmed and he knew God was going to help him to do this, uh, to build it, you know, precisely. You know, everything had to be the right color, the right dimension, uh, the right place, you know, everything had to be accurate uh, uh, according to the pattern that he had seen. And a lot of times I find uh, that, um, you know, we try to build uh, ministries and we attempt to um, uh, do church, if you will, or um, uh, build build a church, you know, even though the Lord's supposed to build it. We do it with uh, things and, and with ideas that God has not given to us. And the Lord wants us to uh, build according to his pattern. And uh, so as I was reading uh, Exodus in uh, uh, chapter 28 or 29 or something like that, I happened to um, finish reading you know, the verses that I was supposed to read. Uh, so that I could, you know, read, you know, what was for today in reading through the Bible. And I looked at Facebook, and I saw something that uh, a woman of God had um, posted. And it was from John Maxwell. And this is what it said. Leadership is the capacity to transform vision into reality. Now, uh, mind you, I'm 
reading out of Exodus and looking at the detail that God had given to Moses. And I was saying to myself, wow, Moses really had, you know, a, a task and he had to, uh, and, and the Lord was going to give him help. And so a lot of times in leadership, I began to think about. I began to think about myself. I said, "I've got this vision that uh, is down in me," and I think a lot of time, a lot of times, I, I feel challenged. And and don't don't think that uh, leaders don't feel challenged. Challenged to uh, uh, get the vision, uh, as John Maxwell said, to transform the vision into reality. You, you know, to make it. Uh, to uh, put it into uh, into uh, reality, and so uh, when I saw this, it came to my mind what I'm getting ready to read to you in Exodus chapter 31. This shows us how God uh, left. It shows it showed us it showed us what God uh, did. A little static in the background. Shows what God did to right. if you um if you are there and you have uh, some background, you, you can mute and still listen. So Exodus chapter thirty one and verse one shows us, you know, what God did to uh uh added to Moses, how he helped Moses to transform that vision into reality. Uh, uh, Okay, I'm going to just move. move. There we go. There we go. And um, you see, because God God gave Moses the vision of the pattern that he wanted established, but Moses was not equipped to to do it all. And of course, you know, I'm talking about myself on this, uh, in this conversation. So God added people that were gifted to uh, do it. And in Exodus chapter 31, it says, and the Lord spake unto Moses and he said, see, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And this was the son of Hur, uh, who was there with Aaron, with Moses, uh, when they fought against Amalek, holding his arms up. And he says, I have filled him with the Spirit of God and wisdom and understanding and knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to devise cunning works to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in cutting of stones to set them in the carving of timber. Uh, To work in all manner of workmanship. And I, behold, I have given with him. And then he gave Bezalel help. Uh, Ahoyab, the son of uh, Ahismach, the tribe of Dan, 
and in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom that they may make all that I have commanded you, you, Moses. And so as I uh, repeat myself, as I'm reading this morning out of Exodus, as the Lord is uh, giving the instructions to Moses about building the tabernacle according to the pattern that he had seen in heaven and to build that he had had the vision and he had the instruction to um, bring it to pass here on the earth. When I had finished reading this, I looked on Facebook and I saw, um, uh, for those of you that came on late, I saw the uh, John Maxwell uh, post from a woman of God that said, leadership is the capacity to transform vision into reality. And so Moses received the vision, but Moses was not equipped totally to bring it to pass. He had to have people that are assigned by God to help him, to assist him, uh, skilled in specific areas to bring it to pass. And so uh, Exodus chapter 31 identifies them by uh, name. They were uh, spiritually um, sent and uh, designated to help him in uh, these these areas. So I was just amazed this morning that the timing of when I saw this, um, how it um, just um, fitted in. And, you know, a lot of times I feel um, a lot of times I feel overwhelmed. Um, you know, Lord, how you know how are you? You know, you gave me this vision. You know, how are you going to? Is you know you establish it because if God, if God gives a vision, uh, God therefore assumes the responsibility to bring it to pass. All things being equal, as long as we walk in obedience, you know, in righteousness, and do what He uh, has instructed us to do. And so uh, what he did, we see an example here, that God gave him these two gentlemen by name and others that were assigned to help bring about the vision and bring it into uh, reality. And so, um, you know, when I look at we who are on the call tonight, and I understand that, you know, at various different times, you know, you've come into our lives, um, and there's a reciprocal um, uh, scenario going here. You know, uh, God pours in to you through me, through through me, and vice versa. Uh, God has brought us together to bring about, Amen, the corporate vision into reality, and then um, your vision as well. And everybody here has a ministry uh, that God wants to establish. And we have to see how uh, we fit. Amen. So, uh, therefore, there are people on the call that are skilled in specific areas. And the Lord wants to use those skills, not uh, to use those skills to bring about uh, the uh, the vision, and uh, we understand that uh, whatsoever man uh, sows, that he, uh, shall he also reap. 
So sowing into a vision also brings about reaping uh, into, uh, uh, you know, the grace of God coming back to you. And I'm not talking about here about sowing financially. I'm talking about sowing skills and sowing um, 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 just uh, ideas and uh, uh, wisdom and understanding of, of things, how things should be done, done better. Uh, done uh, uh, in a, a more excellent way. And uh, so um, that's kind of what I wanted to say tonight. I, I saw uh, this. Um, I saw this. Um, this uh, John Maxwell thing, that leadership is the capacity. Uh, many leaders receive receive a vision. Uh, the key is what bringing it to uh, bringing it to pass, bringing it into reality, and we know the vision can be uh, generational. It's it's perpetual, perpetual in uh, in generations. Uh, God gave uh, uh, Abraham a vision, if you will, and and uh, then he became known as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because he was talking about Amen that I am a God of generations and vision is generational. So um, I say to you, and uh, we can engage in some conversation. I say to you, amen, where do you fit in the vision? Uh, where do you fit in the vision of the MFI? You know, are you a Bezalel? You know, are you skilled? You know, do you have understanding in specific areas? Uh, well, we want to... Uh, Bring those skills, those skill sets into um, use, and then for uh, the glory of God and to bring the vision uh, to pass. So um, I'm just going to pause here for a moment and um, just kind of get some feedback or some comments about what I said. So again, I'm in Exodus chapter uh, 31 and showing Amen how God. Uh, had given Moses vision and sent help to bring the vision uh, to pass. And those men were, uh, the Spirit of the Lord was upon them. They were anointed to do what uh, they uh, were capable of doing. So who has some feedback or comments? Well, I was just thinking about... Um, this uh, prophecy event? Yes. Yes, sir. I was just thinking back to um, some of the things that I've been experiencing here and um, I, I, what I see when people don't want the vision to carry forth and how it becomes an obstacle because people don't want the vision to carry forth. And it seems like the leader is by themselves. Um, but God never meant for leaders to be by themselves in carrying out these visions or else um, Jesus would have never sent the disciples and the apostles out by two at least. So it was always meant for it to not be just one person carrying things out. That's why Moses had to have Aaron and her. And um, eventually um, we know that the other elders um, joined him to the to divide up the work because um, if, if it's just placed on just one person, it will become 
overwhelming and it will become overbearing. And um, God used wisdom in allowing several other elders to receive his spirit to be able to help Moses carry out the administrative duties of being the leader over the Israelites. And, um, I mean, I just I just find it interesting that a lot of leaders feel like that when God gives them a vision that it's, it's not meant for them to do everything. Um, you know, even, you know, it's not meant for them to do everything. You know, Jesus said, greater work shall you do because I go to the Father. Why? Because there's more than one of us with his spirit inside of us. It's not just one with his spirit doing the work. Now it's multiple people with his spirit, and we should be able to do more because there's more of us. But if the work is just confined to just one or a few people, um, the gospel is not going to reach the ends of the earth with just uh, just a handful of people who are already carrying too many hats already. That's why he said we're helpers one to another. And that's why he said um, strong bear the infirmities of the weak. And when people are sick or are in bondage, they're supposed to go to the elders. and are not supposed to just do it all by themselves. That's why we have to fellowship. It's because it takes other people. We need each other. That's why he said when two or three are gathered. He didn't say when one is gathered, even though we know that God is always with us, you know, no matter what we are. But he said one shall chase a thousand, but two can chase 10,000. And that's not double. That's an exponential amount compared to just one. He didn't say two can chase 2,000. He said two can chase 10. And, I mean, that's, that's 9,000 more. That's, that's more than double than just one person. So it's like, how much more so can we do when we are with other people? He even told Adam that man is not good for man to be alone. So, again, we, we keep hearing all throughout the Bible that it, it's not good for us to be by ourselves. It's not good for us to do it all by ourselves. Yes, amen. It's so true. Amen. It's, uh, I look at the comment on this uh, um, post, and it says the best leaders are builders of dreams. Um, God wants to, you know, God gives us dreams, and he wants those dreams. His idea is to bring those dreams to pass, and, you know, and um uh, other feedback, please. We're talking about vision and you know transforming, transforming it into reality. And as as I shared with you at the beginning of the call, and maybe some of you missed it. So uh, I was, uh, you know, had some uh, level of uh, uh, depression earlier uh, this week as I began to think about uh, uh, the vision and you know bringing it, uh, um, you know, establishing it. And, and uh, as, as you said, prophecy that. Sometimes there's an overwhelming feeling that we can't do. One person can't do everything, and that's the old model of ministry that we were, um, that I was raised up under. Many of us were raised up under because, you know, the pastor uh, was trying to do everything. And um, um, feedback, feedback, please. Feedback, well, because some of you all are thinking. Um, yes, sir. The uh, the church I came from uh, had a, a pastor, uh, Bishop Fonzer, and he was dealing with the fivefold ministry and trying to get people to understand the kingdom of God that way. And 
I was there assisting. Well, I felt like uh, the ministry of helps is to put the legs on the vision and yeah. carry it out. And so when when he left, he asked me to stay six months uh, for transition, and uh, I attempted to stay a year. And then when I left, I came down here to Mexico thinking that I was coming basically to uh, start a ministry by myself. And and what's funny is when I was established in a church, they were without a pastor. But when I came back to the States and came back, they had received the pastor, and he and I talked, and he has the same dreams that I have, only I've already started progressing in action into those areas that he's dreaming about getting into. And then he is attempting to slide this church into a five-fold ministry uh, first century church model. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny how uh, you may think you're going out by yourself but you're not being sent by yourself. There's somebody else from a different location being sent as well so that you can team up later. And, and the strategy of God and, and the awesomeness of his tabernacle and the awesomeness of his creation and the awesomeness of his, his desires to get the kingdom of God established is is mind-blowing if you're just thinking in terms of local activity right. and local ministry. Um, and that, when you start looking at just local, you, you can get depressed that way. But when you also start looking at global and the awesomeness of it and the minuteness of our own abilities, whether they're natural, spiritual, or whatever, we, we can look at that and get overwhelmed and depressed. But when we look to God and see what he's trying to do and think that he's allowed us to become a minute, a minute part of it, it is awesome and, and mind-blowing. And he gives us reward, even the feeling of his presence. And, and when we receive the feeling of his presence, it doesn't matter what's going on around us. We know where we're on the right track. We know where, where we're supposed to be. We know what we're supposed to be doing. And he allows us the, the, his, his presence to make it all uh, okay. It's the, pre, the peace that surpasses all understanding. Amen. Very good. Amen. Ex excellent. And... Um, just look at, um, as you said, just look at what's happened. You stepped out, and uh, there's uh, someone there that the Lord has brought, amen, into your uh, life and ministry and, you know, for the expansion and growth of the uh, kingdom and, and ministry there, amen. That's, that's powerful. Amen. Uh, others, comments? Praise the Lord. Uh, this is Elder Dumas. Uh, I was listening uh, 
after each one was talking, and uh, <clears throat> um, I, he just said the vision. Um, you, if, if the Lord sends somebody to help you, uh, they have the same vision that you have. And a lot of times, the enemy will try to send somebody in. So it's a very close cause that when you when you're working when you're working a work a ministry or a business or anything uh, you have to be very careful uh, uh, that you know you have to make sure that you know that it's a God sent person. Um, because sometimes we think that it's the right person. That's that's all the mind, but we haven't uh, uh, went before the Lord and asked the Lord, is you know, the, is this the right person? Is this the but the right person that would have the same vision or work with the same vision that you have. God will show you something, some way or somehow that that is the right person. I have seen ship rates. I have seen uh, people come in, people business, and come into the church, and and they said, oh, they, that's the one, that's the one. I know that's the one, but in the long run, it wasn't the right one. So I just say, you know, we have it's it's, a, it's 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 we have to have the same vision uh, to work that God will show you a sign or something. And if we don't follow that sign, most of the time it's that be a ship rate. If it's a business, a church, or anything that we are involved with, spiritual or natural, we have to be very careful. Uh, you know uh, uh, who you know how 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 he's doing because the enemies is out there too you know Satan is out there trying to tell trying to bring but we have to uh, realize that the God that we serve He will give you an answer He will give you direction and uh, if it if it's the right person have the same vision He will work with you. To work close to you, learn, and, and but sometimes the wrong person come in. He he got another vision. He can want to do it this way. He want to do it that way. But um, that's my um, revelation that I, I tried to deal with in my life. That uh, I watch and I observe people how they act and the way they do, and sometimes. Um, um, you know, God will show you. It's just not the right person. I um, I was dealing with a situation in the church one time, and uh, and uh, we were real close. And and I saw this snake upon this building, and I reached. I said, "I'm gonna get the you." I said, "I'm gonna get this." I said, I'm going to get the snake. I'm going to pull it. I lay down on my stomach, and I, when I reached up under the, the thing, the, the, the building to pull it out, 
this person's face showed up as a, 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 a snake. So God let me know this was not my friend. He was a snake. So I had a chance to watch him. I had a chance to reserve him because God has showed it to me. You know, this is not the person that you, um, you keep your eyes on. This is not your friend. So everybody that cry, oh, Lord, it's not your friend. Everybody said, thank you, Jesus, it's not your friend. So uh, my, um, this is what, you know, that uh, by experiencing in, in life from a childhood to to my age now, I always watch people saying they're my friend or they are with me. Sometimes people say they're with you and they're against you. So that's my thought. All right, Elder Dumas. Um, well, I think one of the primary things is essential, as we said earlier, and I'm not saying anything that you haven't, uh, none of you uh, do not know, as we began this discussion, um, as has been discussed uh, so many times the about intercession, you know, intercession will keep um, um, will keep things alive, keep us alive, and uh, will bring forth and birth and manifest those um, visions and dreams, Amen. That God has us, so we we need to keep praying, Amen, for each other and for each other's uh, ministry. If you have a dream, Amen, uh, don't let it die. Don't let it die, Amen. You know, God will send help, and I think a lot of times that's a cry uh, a lot of leaders have, you know, Lord, send, send help. And, um, um, uh, you know, there, there's help, and then there's the help that the Lord sends. And so, you know, we, you know, leaders look for the help that the Lord sends. And so we thank God, amen, for God's, for God's help. Anybody else want to make any comments? Pastor Shank, you have any, uh, uh, David Shank, you have any comments you want to uh, share? Well, I'd just like to share that when when two get together uh, on a, on a given vision, that there there's an understanding between the two individuals that. This is indeed a work sent by the Lord, and that we observe and recognize that it is a work that we're to be doing. That that the, the vision is indeed of the Lord, and He has put together His team to work work on it. And once the team gets to work on it, then things begin to uh, proceed as as the world would have it done. Pastor Shank, you there? Yes. Hello? Did you finish? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Amen. Um, anyone? Anyone else? So anyway, I just want to take the time, even night, to uh, share. Um, uh, yes, who is this? I'll I'll, I'll um, I want to say something else. I was kind of yeah. like just to 
go back over what what has been said. Um, like I was saying, when you look at church examples, um, it, it really gives you a feel of why it's important to have people to support your vision and not be by yourself. Um, like Elder Dumas was saying, lots of times um, people, what I've been and what I've been witnessing here is that a leader will have a vision and, and that particular leader wants to carry it out. And sometimes the people that they have around them, um, they may be good at helping with certain things, you know, maybe financially or whatnot, but they may not be the ones who God has equipped to, to help carry out the vision. But they're there for, for certain things, but not to carry out the vision. And, and they're, in, they're in places where um, they actually hinder the carrying out of the vision because they're unable to do it for the leader because they don't see it. They don't see the vision. They, they don't want to run with it. They don't want to do anything to help support the vision. And, and it shows when different parts of the vision start to, to take place, these are the people that aren't dependable. And, and God will send people to these ministries to help them carry out the vision. And, and lots of times it's because it's not who they want to carry out the vision. And, I mean, I'm just going to be honest. Sometimes it, it is just that simple. It's, it's, it is just that, that simple, a flesh thing. Well, I know you sent this person, but I really would prefer this person because this person's already here. Um, this person's already been with me for several years, and that's what I encounter here. Um, lots of times people have been there for a while, and they have not done anything to help further the vision of that ministry. They've just been there. And they may be, you know, useful in some things, but they're not carrying the vision because the church is still at a standstill and the ministry has not grown. So the leader is praying for the vision because God didn't just give it to them for nothing. And they're still praying because they know that who they need is still not there yet because it hasn't happened. And if God is opening that door and sends the person there, and if that person sees the vision and connects with that vision, they don't even have to even ask that person because God is already starting to show them where they fit in as far as helping to further that vision. And that's how it was in that last ministry I was in. Um, I, I didn't even know I had an interest in doing media, but God had put that in me because that was what I was supposed to do for that ministry. And it just so happens that when I asked the question about website and I asked the question about starting to film some of the services, these were things that he already was desiring to have as a part of his vision, but nobody was there that wanted to do it. And it just so happens that when he gave me the green light to start doing those things, um, that's when I started getting opposition because, um, there were people there that could have been doing those things, but they didn't want to, and they didn't want more work. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. Nobody wanted more work. Um, carrying out a vision requires work, and if those people are not really there for you as that leader, they're not going to want to do the work. You'll know the dead weight. When it's time to start moving forward, the dead weight will continue to keep staying in that same spot. And, and any time somebody tries to to cause growth or progression, those are going to be the people that are, that are going to block. And that's why it is important for intercession. The reason why they were successful 
not because of me being weak, because you know, I don't stand my ground to the end until God tells me it's really time to go. But when you know that you know that there's a preference for certain people, and it's, it's, it's not about who God has sent. Sometimes it is because the leader prefers that it be this person or they prefer that it be that person, and it's just not that person. And then they're, they're just sitting there to stand still because they want certain people to carry it out that are not capable, not saying that they're not able to do certain things. It's just that's not what they're supposed to do. So I, I truly believe that leaders need to truly seek and, and step outside of their personal biases. I know you like so-and-so. They're a good administrator or they're a good minister for this, this, and that. But are they really who God Hello. Hello. I was just waiting on that too, because um, it caused me to lose my train of thought. Um, it's not really who God has said is supposed to run with the vision, and lots of times people have people with them that are doing things for the moment, um, like like um, like you said, there's help, but then there's help from God. You know, sometimes people are help, but they're not the ones that are going to help push the vision. Uh, they could do things, but um, it's still not carrying the vision. It's just keeping it where it's at. And I believe a lot of leaders need to, you know, truly seek God. If, if this person is really here to help carry out this vision, they're going to see the vision the way I see it. They're going to be able to express the vision. They're going to be able to see what needs to take place. And they're going to also know their role because God is going to show it to them. And people can tell you all day that they're here to help you. But um, at the end of the day, it's the ones who, when, when it's time to push the vision for it, these are the skilled workers that actually come out to actually do. You will know the ones that don't want to push it because when it's time, even if they have a gifting for it, when it's time for them to do it, they're going to come up with all manner of excuses or they're going to leave the ministry altogether or they're going to try to find fault in other people to try to justify why they're not doing it. So it's I, I, I that's what I that's what I used to see a lot. Um how come um this person gets to do this? And I know I, I think I posted something about that today about a lot of veterans are upset with the remnant because if the leader is showing them that the remnant is the one God sent. You can't get mad if you've been there but you chose not to or you chose not to grow to be able to do that or you chose not to to carry the vision because it's, it's not it doesn't coincide with what you want, and lots of times you'll see people leave organizations because of that. I'll see people leave when I join the ministry, and and the leaders put me to work. I don't go in saying, "Hey, this is what I'm going to do." They come to me. Um, do you know how to do so and so? And I'm like, "Oh, here we go." That's because God will will tell them to ask me. Well, and it's because your pastor has been praying for this. And because the church is at a standstill, and I just watch, and I'm like, wow. And then, you know, when my season's up, my season's up, and I'm like, well, God, <laughs> this is the end result, and these churches are still in the same spot. People are just comfortable where they are. and But yet these leaders have been given these visions, and like you said, intercessory prayer. When I see that a lot of these places don't have intercessory prayer ministries, 
That's been a common thread in a lot of these ministries. They don't have an intercessory team. And that's how the adversary has been able to dismantle these places because they don't they, they don't have that in place because it's, it's being kept out. And when somebody tries to bring it in, that's where the opposition comes in because they know that intercession will break it up. Um, Jezebel knows that intercession destroys her worth. And I don't mean her as a gender. Oh, I just say her because of the name because we know it could be a male with a Jezebel. That spirit knows that when intercession is in place, they can't operate. They can't hide anymore. And things start to get exposed. You know, agendas start to get exposed. People get exposed. And and that's why it, it's such a push to keep it out. But that's the common thread I've seen is these ministries don't have an established intercessory prayer ministry, and that's why the adversary has been successful. They don't have yeah. that backbone. They don't have that prophetic backbone. They might even have people in there prophesying, and, and, and lots of times, sometimes it's just a spirit of divination going forth. They might even have prophets in the church, but if they don't have intercession, an intercessory ministry going or an intercessory foundation, you don't have anybody, you don't have Aaron and hers for the leader. So that's why they keep falling down. There's no Aaron and her. There's no intercessory team in place. And that's why the enemy is able to keep the vision going forward because there's not anybody there to help birth it. But when the opposition comes, there's nobody there to help combat it. And that's the weakness here. Every time somebody tries to start an intercessory team here, I notice that something happens to crumble it to make it fall apart or, or no, we're not going to work with them. No, we're not going to do this. And I'm like, wow. But that's what I've been seeing here is common thread is going to need intercession. If, if, if the people... If, if the people have another agenda, intercession will bring it out. That is why it's important for this intercession ministry. The vision will go forth when those who help in the background <coughs> help to keep those things away. That's why intercessors are watchmen. Those those kind of those kind of things should not be able to creep in. And if they're already there, they'll kindly leave. You'll you'll see your people say, well um Apostle, you know, um, I, it's been nice working with you, but I'm going to have to go. God, steering. okay, fine, bye-bye. Don't, don't feel bad. Um, people leave. They know what they need to do. Because if they're not going to carry out the vision that you have, what's the point of being connected to you if they don't share the vision? They don't see what you see. Because we all should have the same common goal on a fundamental level. Sometimes people just connect because they want want you to help them carry their vision, and they're not concerned about yours. Amen. So I'm through babbling. I'm sorry. Amen. <laughs> Long winded. I'm sorry. Amen. Well, we thank the Lord. Amen for you, uh, uh, Prophecy Vet. Uh, the key about leadership is leaders lead, and uh, sometimes um, when there are Red Sea experiences. Uh, and they uh, they are with the people, or they have experiences where there's no water or nothing to eat. They still lead. They go through the obstacles. They go through the Red Seas. God parts the Red Seas. He provides. He provides uh, in areas where we cannot see. 
the provision because we understand that he's provision. The key is, amen, the leaders lead. And uh, challenges come upon all of us. All of us may experience uh, depressions. Uh, there may be setbacks. Uh, there may be obstacles, uh, challenges. But the key is, amen, for us leaders, we have to lead. And so um, I just want to kind of say that and leave us with that thought. And, and Prophet Yvette, you know, uh, yes, you said a lot, but uh, what you said was very good. And um, um, I, I think uh, I just want to reiterate this. I think I, re- I said this Sunday that the livelihood of ministries, you know, the power source, of uh, ministries uh, is on our knees, uh, connected to uh, the Lord. Uh, leaders, amen, when uh, you begin to feel, uh, let me try to mute this. Uh, leaders, when you begin to feel, uh, you know, uh, the heaviness or whatever, you know, or the challenges come, we have to go to the source. We have a, re- we have a responsibility to go back to God. If God gives us the vision, if God gives us the plan, God gives us the assignment, God is, amen, responsible for seeing it through. And so if there ever is a need or seemingly a lack, we have to go back to the source and say, Lord, you said, Lord, you gave us this. Uh, give us instruction. And, of course, we all know that he will. And that's sometimes not an easy place to be in. But uh, we have the assurance that uh, God is uh, uh, the giver of the vision and the fulfiller of it. You know, he's the uh, uh, author and finisher of our faith, author and finisher of Amen, the call. So I just wanted to share something, Amen, tonight about uh, vision and um, bringing it into uh, reality. I was just uh, overwhelmed this morning, reading about Moses and what the Lord laid on him, if, if I can say it like that, and how God provided key people. And um, uh, Prophet Yvette, I do understand, amen, sometimes uh, there are people, amen, outside of the uh, people that have been around you that have been called to help. And we just have to know, you know, who it is. The Lord has to direct us, you know, to bring about, amen, to pass uh uh, his purposes and plans. Well, we thank the Lord, Amen, tonight for you. You want to remind you that this this, uh, this Monday night at seven o'clock, we have a uh, Unified Ministries uh, call at seven o'clock this Monday. Uh, also, um, uh, we're coming into the time of uh, Passover. Uh, I'm only going to say this word once: Easter. Uh, we're not coming to the Easter holiday. We're coming to Passover because we as people of God are not, uh, um, we've not been assigned to deal with that thing called Easter that we religiously were brought up in. And so, uh, again, I want to remind you, Monday night at 7 o'clock, come on the uh, call. The call ID is 130180, I believe, on um, TalkShoe. Any final comments from anyone? Well, we thank God, amen. We thank God for help, and we thank the Lord, amen, that he uh, ultimately is our help. Appreciate, amen, your time. 
let us continue to um, uh, pray for each other. Um, um, the one that's furthest away from us is Apostle Earl Shank there in Mexico. Let us continue to pray for uh, him, intercede for him, stay in communication with him and, and as well as others. If all hearts and minds are clear, and that's something that I learned uh, growing up in church, that phrase, because my, because, because my mind is not clear. Amen. But I use that as a phrase, and you know what I'm saying. I'm going to close. Amen. We thank God, amen, for you. And I'm going to ask Apostle David Shank to uh, release us in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you, we praise you, we bless your holy name. Lord, we thank you for this round table this night. We thank you for providing discussion and thoughts about intercessory prayer and ministry and vision and Lord we just thank you. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Have a great night. God bless you. God bless you. Good night. Good night. Good night.
Hey, come on, let's go outside. She was laying up on my pillows. Come on, guys.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.